0: Yeah, buddy. What's up, Suns fans? It's Thursday. It's seven o'clock Arizona time, which means it is time for the Suns Jam Session podcast. Now, one of the new things that we're going to be doing here during the offseason, seeing as we go live on Sunday and we go live on Thursday, is we want to have some guests on, you know, jamming with different guests. So, On our Thursday pods, most of the time, is when you're going to have the ability to come here, join us, and visit with different members of, you know, fellow Suns fans and members of the media to give kind of their thoughts on what's going on with the Suns. But the one guy who I cannot do this without is my buddy
1: Matthew. Sir Lissy, how are thee? I'm great, John. Good to be here, man. Thursday night, right? <laughs> is that what tonight is? I don't this know. It's been a blur, but I'm happy to talk some sons tonight, dude.
0: Amen. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely been a blur. Uh, it just kind of every day rolls into another. You know how it is, especially out here in Phoenix when it's like 108 every day. It's just, yeah, ugh, just trying to get going to going through the day. Yeah. Dude, just trying to get to some AC. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, let's kick off this podcast. We thank everybody who's joining us. If you're hitting us up on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to the podcast, please hit the the subscribe button as well. And if uh, you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. We dare you. Oh, we dare you. Leave a five-star review. You, you, you say something on there, we'll say it as long as it's appropriate. And I'll try to read it. <laughs> yeah. Matthew will be in charge of yes. reading all of the yeah. ads. And this is a reminder to everyone who is listening, if you go to shop justsports.com make sure you use the code sunsjam on checkout you get 15% off let them know that John and Matthew sent you so plenty to talk about on this one we're going to have flex from jersey many of you probably know our buddy flex he's been with us uh, coming coming on and off the podcast for quite some time back to the cp3 news and recapping you know after the clipper series a bunch of stuff so we definitely have a lot to talk about with him to see how he's doing uh, but Matthew I know you're not popping a beer so I don't even know what I'm going to ask suns fans Drink them if you got them. I got another Phoenix Beer Company gold. Pop that bad boy. Oh, man. Sounds so crisp on a Thursday night. Sounds good. Sounds good. So let's kick off this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast, jamming with Flex from Jersey. Cheers. Yes, yes, yes. The season might be over, or the season is just beginning. I'll let you decide that. But we are, as always, super excited to welcome our buddy from the East Coast, Flex from Jersey. Welcome once again to the Suns Jam Session Podcast.
2: What's up, my brothers? Man, yo, I, I you know I love you guys, man. Um, been a long time, long time, man. Very, very excited. As soon as y'all hit me up, I got giddy. I was on my little, uh, <laughs> I was on my little vacay away from Suns basketball. But uh, I can't say no to y'all, man. So I'm excited, man. Let's have some fun, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here. You can't stay away too long, right, from the sun right. stocks. <laughs>
2: can't, can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, it's hard. You, if you can get two weeks, you're lucky, man. <laughs> um, you know, I almost deleted Twitter. <laughs> um almost almost did it man. I was trying to be nice and there's some people in there that they they just don't stop, man. Dude, just dude, don't Twitter, stop. man. Do you read the comments though? Is that your thing? I, I mean, I guess you have to, right? But I I always yeah. hear to stay away from the comments. I try to, brother. I try to, but some, you know, here's what I do. I'm be I'm going to be very honest, man. Um I try to reply to anybody anybody that asks me anything. I try my damnness to get back to them. I I just I just hate oh, okay. um not getting back to somebody. But trying to be too nice is like uh, it's it's a double it's it's a crazy thing on Twitter, man. Because um, once you open up that can of worms, you you let all the other stuff in. So trying to reply to everybody and get back to everybody is, is is cool. But um, sometimes you just get the other side of it, man. And I almost deleted it, guys. I was about to say, you know what? Damn Twitter. Um, but I I I I sat back and analyzed. Like, nah, listen, I'm not gonna let it get to me. stay away and. And that's it. I've been I've been away for the most part, but uh, I'm ready to go, man. This is we, we, we 30 days away, about roughly right. 30 Sadies. days away.
0: Just around the corner already, you know, and that's that's kind of the uh, the disadvantage of Twitter. I know from time to time I've had to take a hiatus, not necessarily due to my interactions with people. I mean, you know, God bless you, Flex. You've always been a great resource, not only for us, but for Sun's Twitter overall in making yourself available and answering those questions, because. You know, you you have information, or you're you're privy to some information that people just want to know. But unfortunately, yes, I you know, again, myself, I don't have that information. But just observing some of the interactions on Twitter sometimes makes me put the phone down and go, you know what, I'm gonna live here in the moment instead <laughs> of on here in the moment because right. some people can just get nasty. You know, if you don't answer a question the way that they want to hear or in the uh, the time frame that they expect, they can get pretty nasty with you pretty quick. So yeah. I definitely know why you've kind of taken that hiatus you know we're the sun's jam session so we never take a hiatus it's been we've been going since you know i think two days after the finals matthew and i were already having a podcast and you know we still go twice a week we're we're crazy people man y'all are machines
2: man y'all are (laughs) machines man hey i love y'all work too man i I know we don't get you know we don't get to conversate much but i love y'all work i love your drive i love your energy your passion and uh yeah man y'all bring it every damn night during the season and after the game. And so yeah, everybody wanna know what's going on, man. They need to pop on with y'all because y'all don't stop. Man, I don't know what the hell y'all drinking. Whatever y'all drinking and eating, keep doing it, man. Cause y'all oh, y'all it,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> it's always beer, which makes me tired. So like, yeah. but yeah, I mean it, I was talking to Flex before this started. I'm like, I kind of wanted a little bit of a break. I was trying to ask him maybe to ask my boss John if we could get a couple weeks <laughs> off too.
2: <laughs> Hey John, can he get a break? Can he get a break before the season starts, okay. man? Yeah, we, all,
0: we we all need a couple of weeks off, man. I tell you, it's uh, it just doesn't stop. And you know, part of that's the fact that the Suns went all the way to the NBA Finals this year. Yeah. So, you know, we could normally just have those quick little breaks where we're not necessarily talking about the Suns. We're doing a one week a pot or one one pot a week kind of thing, but. You know, God bless the sons because they took us all the way to that journey. You came all the way out to Arizona, which was fantastic. We got to meet you in person, which was amazing. And you know, yeah. I got to ask you. You know, have you ever been out to Arizona in July before, or was that your first no, time?
2: No, first time. First. Wasn't time. that wasn't that fucking horrible? It was Man, so bro, hot, dude, bro. I landed when I landed. It was like one eleven. It was it was like hundred eleven degrees, bro. Um, when I got to Sky Harbor, and it was like. Maybe maybe yeah maybe nine p.m. <laughs> and, yeah. and I looked at my and I'm like it's 111 degrees at nine o'clock. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> so it, it was crazy, but I, yeah, I loved it, man. It was a great time, man. Uh, meeting you guys was awesome. I meet a lot of the the guys we interact with finally personally because we see each other on Zoom. We do these things, but it's nothing like physically, you know, getting up in front of somebody and and and, and shaking hands and giving dap and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, man, it was a great time, man. Great time. Um, wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I mean, and the only thing I do have a regret is I kind of feel a little something internally, man. If I'm being truly transparent, the last time the Suns won was when I was in Phoenix, man. Yeah, this so that's correct. So, so yeah. you know, there's there's a part of me that is pissed off. I didn't get out there for game five. I kind of blame myself a little bit. No, I'm like, no. damn, man, if I'd have got out there maybe, but uh, but it is what it is, man. Um, we'll get to that though. But you know, great season, a lot of fun, man.
1: Yeah, if he could have maybe just healed the injuries when he came out here, like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. After we found out after the series was over from Monty that they actually were nursing some injuries. So, so I, I, maybe you if know he what? That, that would have been nice.
2: I, I tell you what's crazy, guys. You know, a lot of times we can't, um, there's just things, you know, I can't tweet or I can't talk about and stuff like that. Um, I knew about Book's situation at game two when I was there, it happened in game two. Mm -hmm. um and i i learned about it and obviously everybody wants you know we want to keep that stuff quiet and stuff um and uh there was some issues in milwaukee for game three and obviously he had the the tight hammy and uh he didn't perform well in game three and everybody was taking shots because they had no idea what was going on but yeah he had a hamstring issue and he had people around the clock working that thing and he came out and, and played great in game four but um you kind of man, it's crazy because you kind of see the things happening behind the scenes a little bit, and uh, I can't lie to you, man. After I'm sorry to be long winded on this, man, but this oh, you're is fine. Uh, this you're is fine. this was after game two. Um, I remember having a one on one with uh, someone close to the team and knowing some of this information, and um, it just it, you know it was just a feeling that I got like, okay, this thing's kind of run its course a little bit. Our, our luck is changing a little bit. I didn't feel good going into game three knowing what we, what I knew. And then, uh, after game three, man, knowing that game four, I, I just, I, you know, I don't, during, during the conversations I was having, I was very open about, I was like, man, if, if, if they find a way to get game four, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're in trouble because we just, we just took a team that was buried alive and let them crawl out the coffin. You know what I mean? And, yep. um, it's, it's just one of those things. So, um, well, again, we'll we'll get into it, man. Uh, the NBA Finals was great, man. Listen, uh it, it's a great ride. They gave us a great season, a uh, hell of a lot to be proud of, and uh there's, there's just too many people that aren't uh, getting enough satisfaction of this run, um, and that bothers me a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't know how y'all feel about it, but it bothers me that there's some people that are just not appreciating what they just saw enough. Um, and and that's that's shameful, man. Because um, yeah, they were close and they didn't close the deal, but they did so much good for us this year, man. If you can't be happy about this, I don't I don't know why you're watching.
0: Yeah, I think you've come to the right place when it comes to optimism post NBA Finals for the Suns. Because I think that from the moment it ended, Matthew and I both were like, "Shit, that sucks." But man, that was fun. You know, I mean that's <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, that game too was the apex of. So much emotion for me personally, you know, seeing you hanging out with you know all the guys that we hang out with, you know, on these Zooms, like you said, and on these podcasts, we were all there chanting in the in the hallways, you know, we're at the NBA finals, we go out, we win the game. It was just unbelievably fun. Uh, unfortunately, we lost the next four, and we didn't win the championship. But at the same time, like, you know, I always like to quote you when it comes to this, <laughs> you know, we, we skipped a step to get there. You know, That's we right. didn't we were a team that wasn't in the playoffs the year before. We didn't go through that like, hey, we're out in the second round kind of struggle that you see like the Portland Trailblazers constantly deal with every year with Dame. We were in the NBA Finals. Does it suck that we lost? Yes, Uh, but we were there and it was fun. And the memories that we have, not only for us collectively, but for, you know, the young f- members of our fan base, you know, your kids, right. uh, our nieces and nephews, the people who are, you know, five, six, seven years old, and they got to see their parents get excited for it and experience what it was like for a Phoenix Suns team, not only to go to the playoffs and be successful, but to make it to an NBA finals, right. which, you know, takes me back to being, you know, like 10, 10 years old again. It's, it, it's the foundation of this, this fan base was fortified with this run. So I've been appreciative of it. I know Matthew has as well. You know, was there any depression after the NBA Finals, or was it just you know, like, yeah, that sucks, but I'm happy that we're there. There, I'm happy that we made it. You know, because some people criticize that they're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a, a happy I made it there guy, and I can respect yeah. that. But at the same time, like, I'm happy we made it there, so I can't really you know debate that.
2: Not, nah, bro. Listen, I, and and I love that we're talking about this, man, because um, I hadn't had a, a chance to talk about this since the finals. I've been just away and, and doing my thing, but so I'm glad you brought this up. Um. I get this all the time. People people were calling me and saying, "Hey, are you okay? Are you high flex? Are I've you got depressed?" I the same question a
0: lot. Like, I'm like, good. "Yeah, I'm okay, man." And I'm like,
2: I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm okay, man. I'm I'm going to tell you why to, to answer your question uh politically correct, you know, to be politically correct about the, the this answer I'm going to give you. <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm going to be very honest, John and Matt. Um I didn't feel the the negative things that a lot of other people felt right after the loss. Um, yes. Listen, it hurt. Right. I, I, I was telling someone this the other day. I said, imagine, imagine if someone came to both of you and said, Hey, I'm going to send you on a dream vacation somewhere. You've been wanting to go your whole life, but you can only go for a day. And and the reason why I say a day is because I feel like this season was a breeze, man. I feel like this season just flew by. It feels like it all happened in 24 hours. It was so mm-hmm. quick. It was so unexpected. It was it was, uh, uh, it was just an incredible run, but um, to go back to what I'm saying, and because this is the analogy I've used, I said, imagine I send you on a dream vacation. They fly you out there, best hotels, um, but you only get to go for 24 hours. Um, you go out to breakfast, and it's great. You go out to lunch, and it's amazing. You go out to dinner, and it's incredible, and then they give you dessert, and it sucks, right? D- mm-hmm. Does that, you know... <laughs> Are, are you going to sit here and say, yo, the whole vacation sucked because my dessert sucked? You're going to forget breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the hotel, and the trip, mm-hmm. and the environment. And I feel like I hate to make the NBA championship feel like dessert, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, is dessert is what would have capped off the night perfectly, right? And and the championship trophy was was basically, that's, that's the analogy I'm trying to say is we were two games away from capping off a perfect season. And it just didn't happen. And so you look back, you evaluate and you say, man, we had a great first half. We had a great second half. Um, the playoff run was incredible. Um, they, we got we got a division championship. You know, we got a comp- Hey, guys, listen, I got a 23 year old daughter and a 19 year old son. If they if any of them called me up and told me in the time span that the sons were in the bubble and the finals, that they mm-hmm. were getting married or something, I'd kill them. <laughs> I kill them, right? I'd ring their necks. I'd be like, yo, that's way too quick. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. But this that's reality. That's the Phoenix Suns reality. This happened too quick. We skipped many steps. And so when, when you do that, um, it creates this false reality of that, that people have now are now living in. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, guys, you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, embrace the struggle, embrace the beauty of it. Um, know that you got sus- sustained success with a team that's 25 and under, um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that's going to be here for a while, man. We're going to be knocking on the door for a while. So every team that's great had to go through something like this, ask the Milwaukee Bucks. They didn't just roll out of bed and get a championship. They had to go through these lumps and these heartbreaks. And yep. so I just feel like it's part for the course. And I, and I'm, I'm more excited and more enthusiastic and more energetic about this year um knowing the outcome of how things played out dude you're so
1: right and playing against the bucks and Giannis is taking the next step it's good to see that and i think that kind of eased the blow a little bit for a lot of us because i remember coming on the pod after and i was like i feel like i was the one that was really just like distraught and just like i couldn't believe it and i pop on the pod and you have Espo, Saul, dave king and uh john just sitting there like laughing and having a good time and i'm just like oh I flex,
0: <laughs> we love well, it. We yeah. lost Flex.
1: but yeah, and then Flex actually brought up a good point too, where he was just talking about next season being excited about it. Oh, here he comes back! All right, there it. you are, baby. I, I heard
2: I was trying to, I was trying to say, you were saying, come on, baby, I'm counting. Yeah, so when
1: I came back on the pod, I was like, dude, this is gonna suck. I had to talk about this, and then they lifted me up. They were excited, they were like, this was a good year, they were very happy about it, and when you're going into next season. And if you're worried about maybe like you know just a season that might be down in the dumps where these teams they can't rebound after that, the one guy you look forward to seeing is Devin Booker because you know that he's feeding off of this and you have him as a leader. So that's what makes me happy because I do think sometimes during the day I'm like, dude, we should have won the finals, man. We that's what I think to myself. But then I think about Booker, I think about the improvement of all the young guys, and I'm like, that is such that's something to be so excited about. going into next year so next year it's super exciting the arena should be completely done right about almost 100 Mm percent um and i just the new jersey's already leaked we'll talk about that probably but everything just is pointing in the right direction i don't see any kind of letdown leading into next year
0: do you know why we were so positive matthew why it's called maturity. We've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been kicked year and year and year in sport after sport after sport. I've, I've learned how to become a gracious loser. I think that's what it is uh, in mm-hmm. all honesty, but you know, we, we could put a wrap on last season. You know, it's, it was fantastic. And now we look towards this upcoming season. I think everybody's excited. Obviously, the schedule was released recently. We saw that we're going to have 34 national games if you include the NBA TV games. The rest of the nation's going to kind of have more exposure to the Phoenix Suns. But the big uh, piece of news that broke right before we came on was the fact that Tyshawn Alexander was waived today. Uh, Flex,
2: give me your thoughts on that. Hey, man, you know what? Um, I kind of knew this was coming. Listen, Tyshawn didn't have a great summer league. No. Um. When they signed Alfred, the writings on the wall. Um. I think I, I know people like Ty, and I I like Tyshawn. He's a great kid. Okay. Um. But I will say this: this is good for Tyshawn. It really is. This is good for him. in 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 a, in a weird way, these things tend to work them work themselves out. Tyshawn's got talent. He's got to work on some things. But he just wasn't going to play here, guys. He just really wasn't going to play here. There's no way of cracking this code with the Phoenix Suns right now. Um, and, and you're seeing it with Jalen Smith. He got the 10th pick in a draft. He can't get minutes. And mm-hmm. and so you imagine Tyshawn. So I think he's got a bright future. I like his attitude. He works hard. Um, you know, I, I, know people that talk to him, that communicate with him, that tell me this kid is, is a really good kid, very humble, very down to elf, well, well, down to earth, well spoken. So, um, I just think, I just think it's run his course. Um, you know, I don't think, like I said, I don't think he did the best he can do at summer league. Um, and I, I, I think that's because I think he saw the writing on the wall and I think there were some other things behind the scenes going on, but uh going to be okay. Somebody's going to scoop that kid up. And uh, he's going to get an opportunity. I wish him the best, but at the end of the day, I hear too many people complain about two-way contracts. I, I, I hear it like they're like, "Oh, we're one of the seventeens without any two-way contracts," and I'm like, "I get it. Oh, we don't have a G League team. I get it." But I mean, we're past that, guys. We're trying to win championships, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're gonna spend your time worrying about a two-way contract, I'm worried about the two wins, not the two-way. You know, two yes. more wins from a title, not. Not two-way contracts. That's You know what I mean? So, no. But shout-out to Tyshawn, man. I, I wish him the best. I think he'll land on his feet. He'll be okay.
0: Matthew,
1: what do you yeah. think about it? Um, well, it was kind of expected, right? When we talked about Summer League, when we half ass watched it, we even <laughs> said, like, Tyshawn might not even be on the Suns next year. Like, we admitted it. Right. We kind of saw it just, right. like, flex. So I'm not – you know, the two way not too worried about it's fun in the past, like Jalen, the you know, what's he going to do? What's, what's the future of this bright young guy. But right now, these guys that are just trying to find themselves and, 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 God bless Tyshawn. It's so it's such a tough thing to see Alfred Payton be signed, and then you have to go out in the summer league perform, and then you're not even starting in those games. So it must right. have been rough. It must have been rough for him, man. And it, it was just something we expected. But like you said, some other team's going to swoop him up. Some other team that needs someone to uh, be the two way guy and come in and be the point guard. Maybe something of a future. Who knows? But right mm-hmm. now the Suns aren't looking that way, man.
0: Right. No. And you and you look at last. It, it's interesting because. You know, again, the, the evils of Twitter, if you will. You see a lot of people <laughs> frustrated with this move by the Phoenix Suns. And I just don't get it. It's, it's the same kind of frustration that during the season, last season, I would hear from people who were frustrated that Sticks wasn't getting minutes. I'm like, do you want it to be in developmental mode or do you want to win games? Because <laughs> right. you, if, if you're putting Sticks in and developing him, you're losing games. And, you know, you look at Tyshawn. And again, I think we all, you know, wish him well. Uh, he was a positive force on this team. You know, in the locker room, I think a lot of the guys liked him. I think he learned a lot from Chris Paul and Devin Booker in his time here. Uh, yeah. But do you guys, do you guys know how many points he scored in the regular season with the Phoenix Suns last year?
2: Nine Tyshaun? points. Yeah, yeah, nine points. I mean, like
0: you know, I mean, it's not like we're losing. It's not enough, a Right. player. You know, this is, this isn't right. like Cam Johnson walking away. So everyone just you know right. settle down. It's okay. We don't need this, you know, as Flex mentioned, we don't need the two-way contracts. We're not a team in developmental mode right now. We're not the Pistons. We're not the Magic. We're the Phoenix right. Suns, the Western Conference champions, and we do have an open roster spot right now, but we don't need those two-way contracts to fill anything on the back end because, again, those guys aren't going to see the floor. You know, what right. the Suns are looking to do are add, is add effective depth, and that's the key. Is not guys who are just fillers. It's effective depth on this team. So, Absolutely. you know, again... You know, talking about additions, what, what are your
2: thoughts on Landry Shamet and Javelle McGee joining the Phoenix Suns? Lo- love it, brother. Love it, love it. Listen, man, here's another thing I have a problem with people on Twitter and in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the offseason started in August, and we're still in August. Like this misconception that the off-season's over. I just don't get it, man. So it's not over. Everybody listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. It's not over. It's it's nowhere near over. Okay. Um, and to answer your question, man, Landry Shamit. Now I'm a New York guy, right? I'm a New yes. York, New Jersey guy. So I watched a lot of Landry when he was with Philly. I watched a lot of him with, with Brooklyn. Um, there's an extreme exaggeration, a lot of hyperbole going on about his bad defense. Um, you know, it's funny how again, it's funny how this media thing works. One person gets on and says Landry Shaman sucks at defense, and then everybody jumps on board who never watched Landry Shaman play defense and they say, Oh, Landry Shaman can't play defense. No. The guy's got a good IQ, he's a good team defender. He's not a great defender, but he's not atrocious, and he's not going to kill you, okay? Uh, with that said, the guy's a 20-minute-a-game NBA pro who's going to give you 10 points every night and is going to shoot 40% on high volume from three, okay? When I say high volume, five, six, seven, threes a game, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he does. He is the best, and I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this emphatically. He is the best and the only true Two guard behind Devin Booker that he's ever had. Book has never had a real two guard behind him. Facts. Okay. We've had a whole bunch of combo guards and point guards trying to play two. No, Landry Shaman is a legit two um who can back up Book. And I love him. I love the addition. I think people are going to absolutely fall in love with Landry Shaman 20 games into the season. And they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be eating crow. Um you know, talking about how do you give up the 29th pick and and Javon Carter and all that stuff. Landry Shamit is going to be phenomenal for this basketball team. And then JaVel, another one I absolutely love, man. This is a guy that, again, he's a 15 minute guy who's going to give you eight and six or seven every night. Um, play good defense. He's a championship guy. He's got good pedigree he's building a reputation for being one of the better winners in the NBA right now. I mean, he's got three out of four championships. He's got a gold medal. Um, he's just a good locker room guy. I know he's got a good relationship with Devin Booker that that relationship has built, uh, while they were in Tokyo. Um, I, I know him and CPF talked. So, um, I love, I love JaVale behind a, uh, DA. I love Landry. Actually, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. I'm, I'm happy about Alfred Payton. Yeah. I really am. I really am. I'm, I'm excited about Alfred I, again. Another New York guy that I watch constantly. He plays 63 games, started every one of them. Um, there's a, again a misconception that people in New York hated him. That's a bunch of BS. I was I was out here watching. I mean, he was he he, he for my money, he played fantastic this year for what the Knicks, Knicks wanted. Uh, top four in the East. Did his job. Started every game he played in. And uh, it's just going to come here. And uh, the caveat here is, you know, CP is going to rest a little bit more this year. So you're going to see a lot more of Alfred Payton. So I, I love the additions. I'm I'm in the crowd that says we got better, guys. <laughs> yeah. We we just went to the finals and got better. So
0: question on Alfred Payton, because you're out there around the New York media. Was it yep. that the Knicks fans wanted Derek Rose to start more than yes. Alfred Payton? Therefore, they were overly critical of him? That's what
2: it was. Okay. The the, the Nick fan base fell in love with Derrick Rose and rightfully so. I'm a big mm-hmm. Derrick Rose fan. I love Derrick Rose and and I I'm gonna be honest. I thought Derrick Rose should have been starting. Um, that's a fact. So the fan base kind of turned on Alfred a little bit because of the whole Derrick Rose thing, but um, that's that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that Alfred was a big part of that team. I mean that team was fourth in the East and had home court in the first round. And he was their starting point guard all year. Like, yeah. let's not over – listen, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, damn it, it's a duck. Don't call it something else. If you're a successful basketball team, you guys know what it's like to have Isaiah Kane and running at, at point guard. Right. You you know, I, I, am I, I'm being I'm being 100. But you, you guys know what it's like to have. Yes, a, don't remind us. <laughs> you guys know what it's like to have guys that aren't capable of being a point guard running point guard. When you got a point guard who starts 63 games and you end up top four in your conference. I don't care how you slice it up. That guy's doing his job. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his job. So I think he got a lot. He got a bad rap. But I tell you what we're going to, we're going to love him in Phoenix again. And if, if you like Etuan more and you like Langston Galloway, um, guess what guys, Alfred Payton career wise has outplayed every one of those guys. And we fell in love with Langston and Etuan in certain times of the the season last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so let give Alfred a shot. Alfred's going to come in. He's going to be a good soldier. And uh, he'll just give us tremendous depth and give us the ability to sit CP when uh, on back to backs and and save him for the playoffs. So I think it's a brilliant move, fantastic move.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. He went from uh, third string, or I'm sorry, first a starter with the Knicks and third string, but he was just our starter just a few years ago. You know, so it is crazy. You have him come in. You were talking about Shamit's defense. I can care less about you know these players coming in. I mean, even look at the Brooklyn Nets. Like They were the best squad, and people were like, no, they're not going to win because of their defense. But they started playing defense when it matters. So when Shamik comes in here, if he can't play defense or whatever, he'll learn how to play behind DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, even Devin Booker stepped it up, and Chris Paul. Like He's going to have to play defense, so he has no choice. He'll improve that way. So I like how you brought that up because that's usually – I don't ever look at that. Now that I know the Suns are a good defensive team – whoever they add to their squad, I feel like can just go up another notch. Even if they're not the best offensive player, they're going to have to give an effort out there. So correct, I, that's, that's hilarious that some people think that. <laughs> well, and yeah. also,
0: you know, you look at during the regular season, you don't necessarily need your second team unit to come in and just be locked down defenders. You know I mean? We've had Cameron yeah. Payne, we've had Javon Carter, we've had the guys who come in and provide that intensity, which is nice, not necessarily sustainable over a long period of time, you know, during that long season. But if you have a guy who can come in and put up points in Devin Booker's absence, you know, while he's on the bench, getting that rest in, and you have a guy who can have that sustained scoring. Matthew, I know has heard me say this over and over again throughout the years that the challenge that I've always had with the Suns is when Devin Booker leaves the court, you don't have that fireball thrower, you know, the flame thrower, yeah. the guy who can consistently yeah. get you that point. You know, yeah. Langston can, could get it every now and then each uh, one more to get enough chance to, you know, Cameron Payne, we saw fill that role a little bit, you know but. Right. If you have Landry Shamit coming in and scoring 10 points a night with Dem Booker sitting on the bench, that's what I want him for. I don't need right. him to be out there winning, you know, the defensive player of the year. So, and, <laughs> and again, to your, to both of your points, like he still can play defense. So I think I'm, you know, I, I'm in love with, you know, as you mentioned, Flex, we're, we're a team that just went to the NBA finals. And we got better. You look at every little position and we increased our, our, you know, our, our rating, if you will, our 2k rating in those areas, right. you know, yeah we're gonna miss langston and etwan more you know they're great locker room guys they're great guys but you know bringing in alfred payton and, and landry Shamit to back up cp3 and devin booker it's just like yeah upgraded easily that's like that's an upgrade like i don't even know how that's
2: an argument upgrade i mean i i, I don't know how people don't see it i mean listen you return all five starters you return your first two bench guys in Payne and cam johnson um, and then you add Landry Shammond as possibly your eighth guy. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing I'm gonna say about Landry Shammond Again, I watch a lot of tape on this kid, and I'm a fan of him because I watch him out here on the East Coast. The gravity that you get when you watch Cam Johnson on the court, you get that same gravity when Landry Shamit's on the court. He's just a smaller version, mm-hmm. okay? But but Landry can let it go, man. I mean, Land, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this on a jam session right now. Mark my words, guys. This is a high take right here, okay? Landry Shammett is going to have multiple 30-point games for the Suns Ooh. this year. Okay, multiple. All right. I'm going to snip, that down. snip this clip. Write that <laughs> down. Landry Shammett Sch- Landry will come in, get hot, and, and and go on a run, and he'll have multiple 30-point games for the Suns this year. And everybody's going to say, oh, wow, Landry Shammit Sch- Landry can play. Yeah, we, we've been telling you for a while to kick and play. Um, he's going to be a fantastic backup for book. Monty loves him by the way. You know, mm-hmm. when he coached him in Philly, he loved him. I think there's a quote out there that Monty said, if there's somebody I want to marry my daughter, I want it to be Landry Shaman. Yep. So, I mean, um, you, you, know, those are the type of things that, uh, build championships. And then the last thing I'll say on this is, you know, we're already bringing back, uh, 80% of the team from last year. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, they're hungry, they're ready. There's going to be no new, you know, the coaching didn't, didn't change. The game plan didn't change. The playbook didn't change. There's continuity, this chemistry. But then you add in some fresh blood um, with a Landry Shaman, with a JaVel McGee, with an Alfred Payton, with a question mark, question mark, because we're going to get into that. But did, we're not done, guys. <laughs> and and I, I wish I can be a little bit more upfront about this um but you know i'm, I'm respectful of my sources and my contest, but we are not done and i can tiptoe around this if if you guys want <laughs> but we're not done brother and and the, the, the people that could be coming in um could significantly uh be could be significantly better than the guys that we're currently talking about <laughs> so yeah uh let's just say that man we're, we we got a we got a we got a good thing going man we got a good thing going
0: Okay, well, let's let's tiptoe around that by <laughs> by bringing up summer league and sticks because he potentially could be part of a deal that I don't know if it's out there. But you know, give me your thoughts on the summer league and Jalen Smith. Uh, do you think that he's going to be he'll progress his career as a member of the Phoenix Suns or used as a trade piece? Is that tiptoeing enough?
2: <laughs> All right, so <laughs> man, how can I how can I say it? Let, let, I'm I'm going to be very honest here? Just Let right? it flow. I'm I'm going to let it flow here. Okay. Um, before summer league, I can I can confirm before summer league that uh, the Suns were in in depth conversations that were around Jalen Smith to acquire Thaddeus Young. Okay? okay, this is this is before summer league. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, there was a you know there was a, a actual process that needed to happen. Both teams wanted it to happen. And Jalen passed with flying colors. Okay. So, so now, so, so that changes the negotiation a little bit. Um, I think that the chances of Jalen hanging around increased because of his performance at Summer League. And so now there are ult- alternate routes in which the Suns could be trying to get Thaddeus Young. Um, but I will say Thaddeus Young is a guy that I reported on Twitter about three weeks ago, and I'm going to stick to it. And I'm going to tell you this emphatically. This isn't a rumor. This isn't Hoops hype. This is, this is directly from people that I trust and I know that are in the, in the know that tell me the Suns are indeed um, trying to acquire, acquire Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young is interested in being a Phoenix Sun. And the San Antonio Spurs right now understand that they have an asset that's going to expire. And the the real negotiation right now is the Suns kind of playing uh, – the, the Suns are playing chess, and I'll tell you why. The Suns are now evaluating, do we call their bluff and make a trade mm-hmm. or do we wait for them to just buy him out? Okay? because. Yeah. One or the other's gonna happen, okay? And so um, there's a reason why the Suns still have half of the mid-level. There's a reason why. Um, let me. Can I say something else real quick? Let me please, just say yeah, something please. else. Please oh, go, oh, dude. So yeah. last year, last year the Suns learned some things um, at the trade deadline last year. You know the three hot names last year at the trade deadline after buyouts were uh, Drummond, Blake Griffin, and Aldridge, right? Mm -hmm. And here's what the Suns learned about those three scenarios. Um, If you got more money than everybody, you got an advantage. That's number one. And if you're a contender, um, they want that, too. And what the Suns are realizing right now is, hey, we've got the best of both worlds. We're we're a contender. We proved that we can get there. And by the way, we got more money. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I will say this: expect the sons to possibly acquire another piece via trade. And if it were to happen, it will be Jalen Smith and another player. Mm-hmm. I, I hate just throwing names out there guys, because mm-hmm. I, I respect these players and I don't, I don't like throwing names out there, but so I'm going to, I'm just, we're just going to call them players. Okay. Just, just blink twice. If it's Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> no, uh. it's not. <laughs> but, 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 so I, I expect the Suns are going to possibly add another player via trade. And I also think they'll add another player uh in a buyout situation. So this team will get significantly better um in due time. In due well, very time.
1: cool. Dude, honestly, if Jalen Smith is traded, can we just say right now on Twitter, is it going to be okay? Is everyone going to be all right if he leaves the Suns? I know there's some kind of potential there, but come mm-hmm. on, the bigger picture is a championship. So, yes. right. Tyshawn just got released and everyone's freaking out. So, I can just imagine mm-hmm. what's going to happen if Jalen Smith does get traded and he leaves the Suns for a better piece. I just, I just want to know. I just, You know, just out there, just be calm. It's going to be okay. Right. Because honestly, by by now, we can trust the Suns organization. So I don't know what you guys are seeing on Twitter because I stay away from it as much as possible. But (laughs) if it is that negative, it's like, just chill out, dude. I trust anything they are doing right now. And right now, basically, the last few seasons, I always think, like, this is like a hut they're trying to build in the middle of the rainforest. The, any kind of storm that comes. They're trying to build out of different kinds. Of, <laughs> I just made this up right now. This out is of, like naked and afraid. I, in a frame. I yeah. don't even yeah. always I say this show. ever. <laughs> yeah, you try to build your hut so then you can actually, you know, maintain a living environment, something that you can live in and feed in and breast in. And I think they just keep trying to find different things to build their hut with. And was that a good analogy or no? Yeah, yeah it's
0: a great analogy. As, yeah. it's oh, great, now. Know, great They're, 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 they're trying to weather kind of the sticks. storm, right? don't say sticks. Don't say sticks when we're talking about Jalen Smith. (laughs) Ah, come on. No, I get what you're saying, though. You know, the the, the whole goal of of building a roster is just that, is to to build something that weathers a storm. So if anything happens, you'll still have the opportunity to be successful. You know, I think that if Jalen Smith does get moved, And we get Thaddeus Young back in any way, shape, or form. I think that you will, there'll be dancing in the streets until everyone realizes it's still 108 out here in August and they're (laughs) going to come right back inside because it's too damn hot to do anything right now. It hasn't cooled down since you left, Flex. Uh, But I think that that's interesting. You know, I think that now, uh, who just asked that in the chat? Somebody asked in the chat, are we talking um, trade deadline here? It's uh, Jones and since 80. Are we talking before the season or before the trade deadline? What are you thinking there?
2: Yeah. So, so. I, I'm going to be very honest. Um, I I think the Suns are playing a long game here. So I think a lot of what I'm talking about is going to happen either in season or right mm-hmm. before the trade deadline. I just don't think San Antonio is ready to uh, – they're going to milk this, okay? Of they're course, trying to. They, ha- they have a $14 million expiring contract that they're trying to scour around the league and figure out what to do with. OK, um, but what they're realizing is everybody knows what's going on. And I'm going to tell you another thing behind the scenes without saying too much is um, when NBA players make it clear what they want. That's that, 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 that scares teams away. And yes. I've been I've been told that Thaddeus Young has made it clear that he wants a specific situation. Mm. And without saying too much, the specific situation um is very uh, purple and orange. Ve- yes. Very purple and orange. <laughs> yes. So, so I mean, um, everything is in, is pointing in the right direction. So I think it, it could be later on. Now it could happen before. Um, it all has to do with what San Antonio has realized and have they come to the reality that they're not going to get, um, Jason Tatum for Thaddeus Young. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like I, I, I'm, I'm super hyperbole, but you know what I mean? They're trying to max it out. But, um, yeah, man. Um it's it's and, and let me say this guys. Um Thaddeus Young has been somebody the Suns have had uh interest in for a while. So this isn't something new. This isn't something uh that's out of left field. Um they've been trying to do this for a little bit. I will say this too, guys. I I I I don't know. I want I want to know what you guys think. Jalen Smith, man, I, I like the kid. I like Jalen Smith. I thought I think he he did his job in summer league. If I'd have told you before summer league, hey Jalen Smith is going to average 16 and 13 and make first team all rookie. Um, y'all all took that, right? We'd have been like, oh man, Jalen Smith, yep. let's go. You know, I I'm gonna throw a comparison out there, um, and I'm gonna see if you guys like this comparison. But um, there's another guy in the NBA that's really hot right now. That's got a really hot name, um, and he's he's earned it. He's he's actually playing phenomenal basketball. He happens to be six ten, just like Sticks. He happens to weigh exactly two fifteen, just like Sticks. Okay, um, but he also happened to bounce around five different teams in five five years. Okay, and it took a while for the light bulb to go off. So he went. He was on five teams in five years. He's six ten. He's two fifteen. Um, and he's a damn good basketball player right now. And he's got a lot of the same attributes that sticks has maybe a little bit more aggression, but I think sticks has some of that. He's just, he just hasn't showed it yet. Um, I think sticks could end up being that type of basketball player. I just don't know that we got the patience and the time to wait five years. And the play I'm talking about is Christian woods. Okay. Oh yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris Christian woods was a guy that was in Phoenix summer league and we cut him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 6'10", 215, lanky guy, could shoot the three ball, could put the ball on the ground, um, and it took some time for everything to to to, to sync up between the ears. But now he's got himself uh, – he's got a good thing going for himself. So I think Sticks has potential. I just don't think that we got the time to wait around. And if we can get a Thaddeus Young, a Larry Nance Jr., you know, stuff like that, um, you got to look into it. You got to do it. 100% yeah, you root for these agreed. guys
1: too, dude. Go ahead, John. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you root for these guys. Just like when Kelly and uh, Ricky Rubio left, we still root for those players. I mean, Correct. Jalen Smith, for him to leave the Suns doesn't mean like, we have to like cast a spell on this dude just because he left the Suns. Like, we're going to root for him wherever he goes. We hope he right. goes into a player like Christian Woods, someone that's going to get paid down the line. Maybe he comes back to the Suns. Who knows? But yeah, just the timeline does not fit right now. So right, I I'm totally I totally agree, and I everything you're saying right now is making me very very happy. And I'm just glad you're on the pod <laughs> talking stuff. This is the best, dude. I love. Yeah, this, this is what it's about. <laughs>
0: That's what it's about, man. Now I think with sticks, you know, especially. You got to look at it from San Antonio's perspective, okay? They they have an asset that's worth fourteen million dollars. They're not just going to be like, okay, buy him out, let him go to Phoenix because that's what he wants to do. Of course, they're going to try to garner an asset or two from that. Imagine if we had the same situation. Kelly Oubre, great example. Kelly Oubre's contract was a little bit more, but imagine if Kelly Oubre wanted to go play for the Atlanta Hawks when we had him. (laughs) And you know, it's like, well, we're not. Well, I'm not just going to give you Kelly Oubre because his heat's worse next year. You know, right. it's, it's, it's a big contract, so I'm going to try to turn that contract maybe into a draft pick and a player or two, you know, mid-level players, what have you, to try to garner some semblance of an, a, uh, of an asset. Now, that being said, knowing that the Suns have all the way up until the trade deadline to make this happen, this Correct. also buys some time for sticks. So this isn't like a rest in peace, sticks, you are traded, you are no longer on this team. He performed fantastically in summer league. I really liked what I saw. There's still some things that I saw that I, you know, he definitely needs improvement. But of course, he's a second-year player who didn't get a ton of playing time in his rookie season. So there's going to be things that we notice, especially coming from a big man who, you know, he just doesn't execute them well enough. And to your point, Flex, you know, if it's a Christian Wood type skill set potentially that he might possess, maybe we'll see something if he gets an opportunity to get some minutes in the first half of this season. That it's like, you know what, we don't need that young we've got right. something right here that's not only special but you know maybe something that's going to allow this team to progress even further and and not just this season but moving forward you know a long-term asset so you know again everything is kind of in the sun's favor right now you know I, again i everyone's beating that drum for for thad young you know patience comes
2: to those who wait is something my dad used to always say which means patient people are patient i, w- I wish you were i wish you were running the Sun's Twitter, man. I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, what you just said in like that 30 seconds. Um, man, bro, I've been I've been trying to get that into people's heads. I'm like, guys, understand patience. I keep saying patience, mm-hmm. and um, it's actually in the sun's best interest to wait. Wait this yes. out. Wait this out. Yeah. Let sticks. Hey, you might come in and you might find out that sticks. Is 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 improving by the day, and then, like you said, not only do you say we don't need Thaddeus Young, but I tell you what happened in summer league, okay? And I and I'm gonna tell you this directly from a source uh, close to the Suns and within the league who told me. He said uh, before summer league, uh, Sticks had no he, he he had no value. He just had, didn't have any value. He's like summer league happened, and now the phone's ringing again. So this is all good stuff for the sons, and the sons are not stupid. James Jones is very smart. He's gonna sit here. He's gonna take his time. He's gonna be patient. And if Sticks shows us something, Sticks gonna stick around. And if sh- if Sticks doesn't, um, then we can pull the trigger. And guess what? Maybe Sticks outperforms everything, and now all of a sudden your 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 opportunities grow. Right. Maybe it's maybe maybe you get a chance to acquire something significantly better than a Thad Young Um, because there are people out there. Jeremy Grant, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just throwing Mm -hmm. guys. I'm just saying, understand, understand they're playing chess, not checkers. And, uh, I, I think we're in a really good spot if we just stay patient and wait. So I know it's a microwave mentality. I know everybody wants everything right now. Like I, I know people on some Twitter that if we right now, right now, if my phone ran right now and said, flex, we just got Thaddeus young. Right. And we announced it right now on the show. There'll be somebody in the comments that will say, Oh, we got Thaddeus next. What's next.
0: What's next. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, next? like It's like,
2: always what's next, dude. What What's next? Like forget yeah. that. What's next. So, that's the that's the thing we got to calm down with, man. Um, let's stop living in a microwave. Put the turkey in the oven. Let us take his time. Yeah, because you you'll enjoy it a lot more. Believe me.
1: Yeah,
2: and the the no value thing too before
1: summer league is so true. And then you're like, well, if sticks thinks he might be traded, why would he want to play so hard? Well, he's fighting for another team maybe to give him minutes, give him the opportunity to really prove something. So both ways, it works for both situations because you might be like, oh, poor Sticks. He played so good in Summer League. We're just going to trade him. It's like, dude, he has his future he has to worry about. He can't worry about what the Suns are trying to do right now to win a championship because he knows he might need some more development. So he might want to go somewhere else so he can at least get 20 plus minutes somewhere to work on his game because trial by fire, dude, you don't know how good this guy's going to be until he is actually in the league playing some good minutes. So, you know, and if... If it goes that way, then it and then it does, dude. There's nothing to worry about feeling sorry for any any side of this.
2: Right, right. I couldn't agree more. You nailed it, brother. Sticks, Sticks was auditioning. He knew it too. Sticks' mm-hmm. his agent is they they know what's going on, man. So he went out there in summer league and he was doing two things. He was saying, Hey, Phoenix, this is what I can be with Dario out. Uh, trust me. But if, if I know you're going to shot me, um, then I'm going to let the rest of the league know that I can command 20, 25 minutes a game. So so a win-win for everybody, man. I don't think anybody should be feeling start, sorry for Sticks. He's going to be all right.
0: No, so, I mean, obviously he's going to be on this roster moving forward, which still has that open last spot. And do you have any speculation on what you think the Suns are going to do with that final roster spot? You know, again, I'm not, in the, I'm not rushing it. You know, I think that James Jones has the luxury to wait and fill it with the right mm-hmm. piece. Is there mm-hmm. anybody out there that you think would be a good fit or you know to fill that mid-level exception? Or are the Suns just gonna try to you know get a veteran minimum guy and then play the long yeah. game with, with for Thad Young potentially?
2: I, I this is what I think, guys. Um, first and first, I don't think they're gonna use the mid-level at all. I okay. think the mid-level is going to be saved because Oh man, how do I say this? <laughs> Yo, they there are people of interest that uh we're already uh talking to that we know will be bought out. Um, mm-hmm. and everyone everyone knows about it, at, at least the people in the circle. And so the Suns want to be that team that says, We can give you more than anyone, don't even think about going there. Right. So, so that's, that's what the mid levels for the mid level is to get that prime time guy that no one knew would be bought out. And I'm going to throw a name at y'all. Okay. And this is not a guy that's going to play for the Suns. This is a scenario that I've heard that is similar. That could happen. That came out of left field. No one expected Kemba Walker to be bought out. Mm -hmm. No one. Okay. He was bought out and he signed with the Knicks at 8 million a year. OK, so now the 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 reality is there is going to be a Kemba Walker type situation at the deadline. Someone that you have no idea is going to get bought out and the Suns want to be the team knocking on the door saying, hey, I can give you more money. I can give you a winning situation and I can give you playing time. And and that's the recipe to success. And that's what they they, they miscalculated this year. And they learn their lessons. And so I think they're going to keep the mid-level. That's number one. I think they'll keep a roster spot open so that if that happens, they can make that happen quickly. And I do think the Thaddeus Young situation, if it happens before the year, is probably going to be Dario and Jalen for Thaddeus, which is still a two-for-one which yep. keeps that roster that spot, open. spot right. open. Exactly. So, so, can, so that's what I think is going to happen. You can
0: tell me right now. It's Mo Bamba, isn't it? Like, Mo <laughs> gonna be that out, and he's is going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns. I knew it. I knew Mo Bamba Well, the Mo ba- Dude,
1: the one guy I'm thinking of, though, it's probably too much money, Brandon Ingram. There's something I saw about him two mm, weeks ago. That, something Suns-related where Suns were interested, something like that. And this is a guy I've always wanted the Suns to get. Whether or not if I got shot down, I don't care. I just want yeah. Brandon Ingram. So are we getting Brandon Ingram? What's going no, on? No, no.
2: Story? So so here's <laughs> the thing, guy, here's, here's the thing, guy. No, we're not, we're not getting Brandon Ingram. Yeah, and we're not getting Brandon, we're not getting Brandon, not because we don't, it's not because we don't like Brandon Ingram. It's because we love who we already have. Yeah. Okay. Um, We just, we just love what we got right now. Yes. Um, And, and so what I will say is this, when I have conversations with my people, um, connected with the Suns, continuity man continuity chemistry and trust is what they're believing in they're buying into that they're buying into the fact that uh they believe in chris paul now they know chris paul can do it he's done it he can take us to the promised land so we know we can do that um they believe in devin booker as a megastar superstar 24 year old that's going to be an mvp candidate real soon they believe DeAndre and if he's not already is a top five center in the NBA and is and, and is and is getting closer to top three. OK, two way. Um, they believe Mikael Bridges is a top five, two way, three and D guy. You know what I mean? They believe Cam Johnson uh, is is probably a, a top three to five, three point shooter off the bench in the entire NBA. And he could start for twenty five other teams. So. There's just a lot of faith in what we got going on. And so I, I don't think any of that other stuff is going to happen. I think if you see anything, it's going to be trimming around the edges to complement the growth of these young guys. And I think we'll play it pretty straight this year, Matt. And then I think if you don't do it this year, then we'll get back to the drawing board and, and see what needs to get done. But um I, I think they, they absolutely love what they got going on. And and I do, too, man. I, we're yes. running it back, brother. Mm-hmm. I see y'all in Phoenix. Yeah, I see y'all in Phoenix for, for the next <laughs> finals, brother. Oh, I, I, had a, I, I had a dream that DeAndre Ayton blocked a shot to win a championship. I said that on Twitter. I said that on Twitter a while ago. I had a dream that DeAndre Ayton had a game-winning block versus the Milwaukee Bucks to win a championship. And this was when we won the first round versus the Lakers. Obviously, it didn't happen. So, what does that mean? That means we're playing them next year.
1: <laughs> there, you go, yeah. there you go.
2: Well, it happened in reverse,
1: kind of. Yeah, but happened in reverse. I had <laughs> people say that. That was I, I, I wish I had. I wish I had dreams <laughs> like that. That's,
0: that's a right, Matthew's right. dreaming about huts in the middle of the jungle that we're building or yeah, something. So, got? Yep.
2: <laughs> <How> many, <laughs> naked and afraid. You must watch a lot of naked <laughs> yeah. and afraid, brother. Yeah, he he, he, he
0: yeah. loves naked butts. Um, so. Yep. You know, we did reach out to some of the Jamsters beforehand, see if they had any questions to ask on the show. So this reminder to everybody, make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter, because when we post uh, like, hey, we're doing the podcast, if you want to have a question, we'll we'll bring it up. And right here we have from Isaac Standage, who's at AfterTiger25 on Twitter. He says, how would you guys feel about Kevin Love coming over after a buyout with the rest of the mid-level exception, that final res- roster spot? Uh, sorry, if you already discussed this, I'm a little behind on things as a lot of people are right now. So, you know, you've kind of talked about how the Suns potentially wouldn't use that mid-level exception until the, until, you know, the trade deadline or until the buyout market happens. Could Kevin Love be one of those players who could potentially join the Phoenix suns after being bought out by the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes. <laughs> there you yes.
2: Go. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That There's makes you happy, uh... right, Matthew? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I wanted him if he's coming in yeah. cheap. Yes, yeah. absolutely, dude. Kevin, I think he can bring a little bit more than what we think.
2: Yes. Um, I see somebody just said 2-0. Guys, uh, Kevin Doesn't Love matter. has Kevin Doesn't. Love has a lot in the tank, man. Yeah, he does. And and we're not asking him to be Superman. We're not asking him to be uh, you know, 30 and 20, Kevin Love. We're asking him to come in and play 10 to 15 minutes, stretch the floor, rebound, and be a good soldier. And he can do that. So yes, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna emphatically say yes kevin love is a guy of interest kevin love is a guy that could come over um and kevin love is a guy that could come over with someone else
0: so yeah and, and, and you know what he turns 33 in a few days so it's not like he's ancient he's somebody on, who, who who has had has you know, his
2: 33 too yeah. yeah
0: exactly you know so it's like and, and you got to realize he has he's been in a bad situation for um quite some time now and i think that You know, again, like, you know, Code JJM just says in in the chat, you know, Wall. I'm going to throw names like John Wall. When when you talk about these guys who are going to be bought out and joining this team, they're not going to come in to become starters. You know, John Wall, if he gets bought out, which won't happen, isn't going to come to a team and be like, okay, I'm going to be your 14th guy, you know, 13th, 14th guy on the bench. Whereas Kevin Love would accept a role like that. Thaddeus Young would accept a role like that. Like, that's what. We have to look at at this, uh, you know, when we look at this team, you know, even as as Matthew mentioned, you know, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, br- him, bringing him in would be nice, of course, but you were displacing the identity of this team in doing so. Yeah. We need we're we're focusing on the last five players on this roster, not the top five. So we got to right. find these assets that are going to be complimentary players that are going to be additional sticks in the hut that Matthew's building in the jungle to weather the storm, to ensure that we stay strong when that hurricane comes through. Right. You know, and that, that, yeah. That's what, that's what this is.
2: Right. Yeah, and you can't and,
1: spell, you can't spell the Lakers without too old too. So I
2: don't want to see too <laughs> old. <with anything laughs> in the sun, dude,
0: yeah.
1: Whatever they're doing over I mean, I know they have two of the top three players, but still like, that's <laughs> a good
2: point. That's a, Hey, somebody in it, somebody in the chat said, I want JJ Redick. And to my answer to that is we already got him. Is Landry
0: Shamit. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a JJ you. Redick fan. And once we got Landry Shaman, I was like, well, there goes that because this guy going. does the same thing. Same comes thing. Off screens, hits the threes, athletic. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Yep. And younger, there. younger, 24,
2: yep. yeah,
0: younger. And younger as well. So um, anything else before we get out of here, Flex? God, this is fun to get to talk ball with you, man. Man, this, this went, yo, this went, plot. this
2: went too fast, man. Well, it's because you've been doing it for a while. <laughs> yeah, this, this this went too fast, man. I'm looking at the clock. I'm seeing 59. I'm like, damn, man, I don't, I, I could go another hour with y'all guys. I love y'all guys. <laughs>
0: no, listen. we well, we'll definitely have you back on, man.
2: Let's do it, man. You know, yeah. for you, for you guys, anything, man. Listen, last thing I want to say is, man, um, this was a great year. We, 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 we talked about that. Let's get behind this basketball team. This is sustained. We're looking at sustained success. I believe, I believe in this basketball team. I believe that this basketball team is going to be uh, the best team in the Western conference this year. Um, I believe we got better. I believe we're going to get better. I believe that we have finally, we have ownership, the front office, the coaching staff and the players all aligned collectively um, to get this job done and last thing I'll say is shout out to my man Larry Fitzgerald, man. Listen to me. <laughs> Don't sleep on Larry Fitzgerald, man. Larry Fitzgerald has a voice in the room and is starting to pay dividends. That's all I'll say. Okay. Some people are the Cowboys? Some, some people hey, <laughs> know, I'm be- hey guys, let me tell y'all something, man. Um I- I'm impressed with what I'm hearing from Larry, man. Um, he's very engaged, very involved. Um, he's, 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 there's a reason why he ain't playing football. Let me just say No, I hear you. I hear
0: That's fantastic though, man. We love Larry.
2: Yeah. Larry's doing a great job. He's got the ear of the players. He's got the ear of the owner. He is an owner. Um, he's in all the meetings, he's talking, he's making the right phone calls, people respect him. And so, um, this is, this is, this is evolving into something that is, is pretty cool, man. So like I said, uh, don't sleep on Larry, man. We got We got a good thing going in Phoenix right now, man. Let's just run it back.
0: Hell yeah. Let's run it back. Do it again. And we'll run it back with you, Flex. We'll get you back on here sooner rather than later. You know, especially, you know, we like doing our, our jamming with uh, Flex sessions here. You know, it's, it's definitely an honor to have you. Can you tell everybody where they can follow you, uh, watch you? I know you've taken a break a little bit from doing all of the millions of things that you were doing this last <laughs> season, which, which has got to be nice. But uh, tell everyone yeah. where they can follow you.
2: You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Flex from Jersey. You can check me out on KSRN Casual Sports Radio Network. Catch me on the Believe Podcast Network, the Phoenix Suns Believe Podcast. I still got the Coast to Coast Podcast with my man Dan Duarte that we're trying to revitalize here. Um, and when the season starts, always on ninety eight point seven Post Game Show with my man got, uh, John Bloom. And uh whenever y'all need me, man. I love you guys, man. Um, just just hit me up and I'm on with y'all, man. I wish we can go another hour, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> we'll, you. Dude.
0: We'll, yeah, we'll have you back soon and do another hour like it's nothing again. So this is a reminder to everybody who is watching to go ahead, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe wherever you're at. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. And if you write, if you actually write that review, we'll read it right here on the pod, like this one right here. Five stars from totally not so says J. Says five stars. <laughs> I just want you to read, I just want you to read my v- review on the show, but seriously, you guys rock. Maybe so says no. Jay. So we appreciate that, Justin. Great job with you guys, at Fanning the flames. Uh, looking looking forward <laughs> to you, hanging Jeff. out with everybody, <laughs> everybody once again. Uh, Matthew, you want to tell everyone where they can follow you?
1: Yeah, Matthew Lucy All right, cool.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm at Darth Voida. Everybody have a great night. Matthew, say goodbye to the folks. Yeah,
1: go home and love your family.
0: Yeah, take care, everybody.
1: See you.